to Hashtag Single with Jeanette Bonner. I am not a relationship expert or sex therapist. I'm just a regular New York City woman navigating the world as a single, independent feminist. Hashtag Single is about having honest conversations with other singles in today's device-obsessed culture. So I hope you'll join me on this interesting, challenging, and complex journey as we navigate the ins and outs of singledom. Welcome back to Hashtag Single. I'm Jeanette, your host. Um, happy post-Valentine's Day. We're actually recording this a day before Valentine's Day, and I'm very excited to talk about being single on Valentine's Day um, with my friend Robin here. But you're hearing it after Valentine's Day, so I hope you had a phenomenal weekend, whatever you decided to do on your couch with your friends at your parents' house. You do you. doesn't matter. Robin, I'm so excited to have you on Hashtag Single. Welcome. Thanks, Jeanette. So much fun to be here. So many jokes already based on what you shared. <laughs> oh <laughs> You're my like, it's me a long you... episode. I love it. <laughs> I was like, you do you. I'm like, we will. <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah. Um, and Robin brought her friend Jason as the voice of the patriarchy. Jason, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be <laughs> I, here. I love an energetic thank you. Um, I'm so, this is fun for me. I hope it's fun for both of you. But it's fun for me. It's, you know, it's Saturday before Valentine's Day. It's like a gray, soft, quiet Saturday. So mm-hmm. what better way to celebrate ourselves than to talk about our lovely dating lives um, mm-hmm. the day before Valentine's Day. So, sure. Jason, as per the rules of Hashtag Single, you're going to sit back and listen to whatever the hell we have to talk about today. And then at some point I will check in with you and see what your thoughts are. How's that sound? That sounds great. I will do my best to patiently listen. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, awesome. Thank you so much. Let's get into it. Robin, Yes. where do we begin? Let's, no, let's start, let's start at the beginning as per the, the podcast. Talk to me about where you're at currently. I know with pandemic, but mm-hmm. talk to me about where you're at in your single life. Um, I have been on the apps, but not, I don't know. It's, it's such a hard time because, you know, I'm really, really careful with the pandemic. And, um, and, uh, so I'm, I'm perusing, (laughs) I guess. You're browsing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I think we're all browsing. We're all dabbling a little bit. Yeah. I mean, last summer I was seeing somebody and I was like, I totally found the Best Wait, summer like 2020? Yeah, summer 2020. Okay, so you dated in the pandemic. I did. I did. And how did you meet? On Hinge. Okay. Um, and, and part of the reason I thought he was so attractive was because he's a germaphobe. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> Listen, nothing turns me on more than a negative test and a guy that wears gloves, you know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that, that, I, and that was almost like, I felt like the only way I could feel comfortable doing this. Um, but that makes sense. Yeah. And, um, and that lasted for like about four months. So lovely. It was nice. You know, That's, that sounds, I haven't had a four month relationship in probably a decade. So congratulations. (laughs) Thanks. You really crushing in the pandemic. You you Um, did. Thanks. Yeah. So, you know, but it was still, it's still tricky because, you know, I felt like I had to tell him everywhere I'd been (laughs) because, because he was a germaphobe and because I am thoughtful and respectful and I wanted him to like, listen, I wasn't like, Hey, I was, you know, like, not wearing a mask on the subway. Like I'm obviously very careful, but if I, if I was like going to a friend's in the Berkshires just for like the day or, you know, whatever, I just felt like I had to fill him in because I would want him to do the same for me. You know, did he make you like get tested every time you came over? Never. Oh, so maybe you helped him grow a little bit. I think I did. I think I, I helped push him out of his comfort zone a little bit. He felt, 
more comfortable. Although at one point I said I had been in a bodega and he was like, you went to a bodega and didn't tell me. I was like, yeah, dude. Like, you know, I mean, to be fair, bodegas are probably the skeeviest thing in New York city, (laughs) maybe outside the subway or no, actually take that away because now they're cleaning the subway. Whereas Mm -hmm. those bodegas, man, I've seen those videos where they capture, you know, some, some rats running around. (laughs) Mm. Creepy. (laughs) Just casual rats. Yeah. Um, so well, I, that's, that's and I, was great. Like, I was like, well, I've been honest about everything else, you know, and so it, it, I mean, it was fine. It was, it was fine. And what about leading up to him? Like, what's what's your sort of life journey right. leading up to this this date? Um, let's see. I had um, I've never been married. Um, I had let's see. My ex and I broke up like uh, a couple years before then, I guess. Um, and that was a, that was a hard breakup. So it took me a while before I felt comfortable, like getting back on the apps. And then it was like, and here's a pandemic for you. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Okay. I mean, I think I started like going back on the apps a little bit, um, like December 2019. No, no. Yeah. So yeah, going into 2020. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I'd barely been on the app. I hadn't done apps in so long. Like I've done all kinds of stuff over my, my life. Like I used to do J date, which I only, this is, sounds terrible, but I only joined cause there was like a coupon, you know? <laughs> um. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. There's a lot of jokes in there. I'm not going to make them because I'm not Jewish. No, I know. That's why I was like, you know, I'm like, <laughs> like writing this like. There's I can, nothing obviously, funnier I can than that. obviously say it, but it's funny because my friend Lauren was like, you should get on, you should get on, you should get on. <laughs> this was so long ago. Like, I don't know, like 2005, maybe? I can't remember. That was like peak J-date. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, <laughs> and she's like, you should do it. And I had a lot of shame around it. And I was like, you're not even excited to be on there. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I was like, I'm also not that Jewish, you know? And she's like, it doesn't matter. Um... But, uh, so then I was like, okay, fine. So she sent me like, you know, promo code, obviously. Um, promo code sounds better than coupon. I know. Well, I said coupon because it sounds so much cheaper. It's funnier. <laughs> it's super um, funny. And also I got a coupon like, for a dating app. <laughs> How was your experience with JD? Uh, forgettable, apparently. I mean, there was one guy I dated. I remember. Oh my God. So we, um, both went to, um, same school so I was like, that's interesting. You know, it's like a good common, common thing. Um, both Jewish, obviously. And he was tall and he was really nice. Um, we went on like three dates. They were fine. Not a good kisser. I remember like our teeth banged together and I was like, Oof. this is terrible. Um, yeah. And like, I, I fall asleep at every movie and like I, he had like invited me to watch a movie. This was before Netflix and chill was a thing. Um, and get this last March, he contacted me on, I don't know if it was, I think it was on Coffee Meets Bagel because I'm, I'm on that one as well. He contacts me and I was like, this guy does not remember me. Oh my God. And so I'm like, let's just see how far I can take this. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> what if you creepily dropped all this like info about him that you knew? Do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like you're just right. sort of like. Do you still live on 65th Street? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And he'd be like, "How do you know that?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So I. Your mom. Of... Your mom's name is Jane. He's yeah. Like, what? what? Uh, how was your birthday last week? Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm actually really good with birthdays, but um, but yeah. So I I was like, oh my god. I was like, well, you know, maybe it's been so long. Like maybe maybe there's something, you know, so I was like willing. But you kissed like, that's weird. You should be able to remember the face of someone you kissed. Yeah. I mean, granted it was in the dark, but I know what you're saying. (laughs) Right. So (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, but your eyes are open before you make contact. (laughs) I know. I know. Of course. And so (laughs) he was really nice, but there was just like, I just wasn't into it. So I was like, but you never know, like over all this time I was like, well, let me, whatever. Also, it's so funny because like, I've had some like long relationships with men named Michael and his name's Michael. So I was like, well, you know, there could be something good here. So anyway, we were kind of like chatting about what we would do. And then like, of course, like everything shut down and, um, we 
never got together and then we weren't in touch. But get this. Okay, so so I was like, he doesn't remember me. Am I that forgettable? And then I didn't do anything. I decided not to be on them for like a few months. I was like, what's mm-hmm. the point? You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. We, I like, think I, we all went through that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like a Because we were like, you can't meet. So how right. many freaking, you know, FaceTime chats can you have? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So once I finally decided to go back on, I was like at my parents. They were coming back. I was like, real smart, Gelfenbein. Like three days before your parents were coming back that you're now trying to schedule calls with guys. Like, I don't need them listening in on that. And, um... You don't need your parents listening in or you don't need the guys listening in? No, I don't need my parents listening in, you know? (laughs) I just envisioned a world where you're like FaceTiming and your parents are in the background being like, who are you talking to? Hi, who are you? (laughs) Could you go get the sheets out of the dryer, please? (laughs) When are you getting off the phone with your friends? Yeah, exactly. Thank God for like other devices now because when we were... I'll speak for myself. When I was a kid, there was absolutely no way I was going to be like on a phone call with a boy because anybody in the house could pick up. Oh, and they did, though. Of course they did. Are you going to get off the phone soon? There was all the mom. (laughs) (laughs) That was totally. I mean, that is a serious Mm -hmm. 90s. I'm dating myself, too. It's it's a okay. Um, Yeah, was definite like a 90s cultural thing that, Mm -hmm. that people that Gen X just does not understand. Oh, my God like absolutely mortifying absolutely mortifying just a real quick sidebar my sister was um and still is but uh, she was recruited by lots of um division one um colleges for soccer and uh and like the i think it was either unc where like mia ham was playing at the time or it might have been notre dame like called the house and i'm the oldest of three girls the youngest one, so my, the sister I'm talking about is my middle sister, Jill. My youngest sister, Lori, picks up the phone. And it's one of these coaches, like, hi, I'd like to speak to Jill. And she goes, Jill, it's a boy. <gasps> <laughs> oh, my God. Humiliating. Hilarious. Hilarious. Like, uh, actually, I'm a man, and I'm uh, happily married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And he's like, you could uh... be my child. <laughs> Yeah. That's super funny. Yeah, wait, wait. I have a question because yeah. I need some closure. Did you what, did you ever tell that guy that you double met on the app that you'd met before? No. No. You just this, never you just never addressed it. No, because then we were trying to meet up and I was like, well, maybe when he sees me in person. Not that I think like anything. <laughs> I love that is, you were just like waiting to drop it. Yeah. Well, no, but Let's I also see what like, happens. But, yeah, I really was like, let me, I, I just find it so, so hard to believe that you cannot remember going out on a date with someone. No, it's disturbing, actually. And There's I was something. like, and it wasn't just one date, you know, it was like three. And so I, I was like, well, let me just, you know, I love a good story. So I was like, let me just see what happens. So, and obviously that didn't go anywhere, but here's, here's what ends up happening, which I find hysterical. Okay. Parents come back. I'm on hinge. This guy contacts me and I was like a new, new guy. And let's call him Craig, not his name. And I was like, oh, my God, I went on a date with this guy. Does he not remember me either? And so (laughs) and so and I remember really liking him. He was like somebody I it was like the first date I went on after my ex from like. God, it was like five years ago or something like a a different ex. I remember really liking him and being really bummed like that. I never heard from him again. So I was like, okay, let's see what happens. And so we had a few FaceTime calls. This was while my parents were here. And my mom would be like, who are you talking to so late at night? I'm like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Just living your childhood teenage dreams on repeat. Absolutely. You're also giving me a lot of credit for having any suitors in high school. But anyway, um, oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's I'm projecting. I'm projecting. Yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate the vote of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so Craig and I, well, I think we first talked on the phone and then we, and then we, we, you know, took it to FaceTime and Jeanette during the call, he goes, I don't know what it is about you. But you are, you are, you look so familiar to me. (laughs) And I was like, this is my opportunity. Do I say something? Do I not say something? And then like, I think he had, 
I don't know if he, like, I think in my profile I show that I had done, like, I was on CBS Sunday morning with Mo Rocca. So, like, he was like, have you been on TV? And the cheat obviously seen. I was like, well, yeah. And, you know, so he's like, well, maybe I've just seen you on TV. I don't know. He's like, there's just something so familiar about you. And I'm like, this is hilarious. But again, let's see how far I can take this. <laughs> That's the, really the best part about it. Like I would tell people immediately, but you're just like, no, no, I'm going to let's let's fuck with him a little bit. Let's let's get it in there. It wasn't really to fuck with him. In this case, it really was like and in and, 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 and honesty, like I didn't want to fuck with the other guy either. I was like, well, maybe there really is something here. But then, you know, you, were you not. just really hoping that they would figure it out on their own? Because yes. I hate to tell you, I really feel like even if a dude figured out halfway through your convo that he had known you or met you or made out with you in the dark before, <laughs> the I dark. don't think, you know, their ego prevents them from admitting that. Mm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I feel like even if he had an aha moment, mm-hmm. he would be like, he would play dumb the rest of the thing until you mm. called him out on it. Mm. Right, right, right. Good question for Jason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's talk about the male ego. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I just let it slide because in this case, I was like, I really liked him the first time. And I was like, I don't want to say anything. Let me just like pretend this is never like we've never had Chinese food in the village before. And so um, we spoke many times and then I went back to the city and we got together he had just been tested. He was good. We had a picnic outside and, and it was fun, but I, I was like, "Mm," you know, like I'd go out with him again, but I wasn't as excited. He talked about some financial stuff for at least an hour and I was like, good night nurse. And so, Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, our conversations prior to that were not like as one sided where, but he kind of just got excited about something financial and something with the electoral college. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. I mean, not that's an aphrodisiac. not a bad thing to talk about on a date if it, if it includes you in the conversation. If he ever stops to pause and say, like, what are your thoughts or what's your opinion? But to talk at you on those subjects is so demeaning and belittling. It's infuriating. Well, I didn't take it that way. I took it as but because there were times on our previous calls where he would be like he might like interrupt me and then he would catch himself. And he's like, I'm sorry, just, you know, and I was like, okay, I'm glad you have some awareness, you know, but in this case, it was like, he was so passionate about these topics that he was like getting excited talking. I don't mean like <laughs> not excited. He got a way. boner. Yeah. yeah. He's he like, had a boner got a in boner the park for- talking about the election. <laughs> for- <laughs> yeah. The erection. So, um, hey. hey, Chuck Schumer. Um, so anyway, and then never heard from him. like we, he texted me a little bit, but then he started a new job and then I didn't hear anything. And and then like, I started seeing the other guy, like, and right you still, so Craig, you never had closure with Craig either where you were like, spoiler, we fucking know each other. Yeah. Never said a word. So, oh my God. Robin. <laughs> I just thought Killing it was funny. Me. No, no, I just thought it was funny. And it so, is funny, but it would be funnier to see their face when you were just like, that's hey, true. Yeah. Hey, yeah, we already went on four dates. I mean, if I went on a date with someone and had just total COVID brain, which I do now, it's just okay. Yeah. And they said, hey, I don't know how you, if like, if you know this, but we've been on three dates before. I can't even imagine my brain would explode. Mm-hmm. That's like when, when someone messages you on Facebook and are like, hey, we went to high school together. And you're like, I have no fucking recollection of who this person is. Oh my God, totally. Yes. But dating <laughs> but next level because dating is intimate and you're well, right, you're hopefully like, attracted you to that person. Mm-hmm. That's very weird to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Here's the best, the best thing out of this series of like patterns that I, I was like, why is this a pattern? I like to think I'm like funny and engaging. And apparently I'm incredibly forgettable to these men. And uh, I mean, granted with the first guy, it was like a long time, but with Craig, I was like, Hey, you know, but fine. The, th- the third instance of this happening. No, Robin. <laughs> what? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Is it all on the same app? No. Michael was on Coffee Meets Bagel. <laughs> Craig was on. I'm very Hinge. disappointed in men right now. Okay. No, but you're going to love this. You're going to love this. So okay. I get this message from this guy. And he's younger by like, I don't know. 10 years or something. And I'm like, Oh my God. So there was a guy I went out. I don't even know when we went out, 
many, 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 many years ago. So we, we went out to dinner and I remember thinking like, you've got a baby face. We had a really great conversation. He was really nice. And then we texted a lot after that. Cause he was like, he asked me out and I'm like, I just don't think this is like, I'm having a hard time with the age difference. Cause I was like, he looks like such a baby. And so, um, you know, so we were honest about it, but then we would continue to text. And so I don't even know how many like months these text exchanges would go. So he messages me on hinge in June, maybe. And he's like, Hey hottie or whatever. I don't remember what he said. And I was like, does he seriously not remember me? And so I was like, let me see how far I can take it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a game now. It's like fun for you. It it, it is. But in this case, it was particularly fun. Twisted game. Because it is. But I also was like, come on, dudes. Because he was pining after me. So like, this is where I found it hard to imagine. Unless he was like doing this with a lot of women. I don't know. But here's what was so funny to me. He's a twin. So, uh huh. Blood so, twist. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, wait a second. I don't think this is the twin. I think this is him. And but what, wouldn't you know the name of the person that you had met? That's what I thought. And so um, I'm trying to think. Of, we'll call him Eric. Okay. And I was like, I know that was his name. I um, I know this is him. And like everything he's written about himself and like he has pictures of himself with his twin and they are identical. And, oh my God. Yeah. And so then I did call him out. I was like, how do you not remember me? We went out, we texted forever. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, I'm so sorry. I don't remember. And he's like, I really don't think we've met before. And then I was said to him like, or is it your twin? And he said, I don't think it, he's like, maybe it was him. And so I was like, what's your phone number? Because like, I, I saved like all of my text messages. You're like, here's a picture of us eating sushi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here's and a video of us at the beach together. Mm-hmm. And then he texts me and I was like, oh my God, his phone number is not coming up in my phone. You don't delete these? No, because I think sometimes they might be story worthy. So <laughs> <laughs> always looking for a good story. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some I definitely do. So he comes, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm, I'm like, I'm wrong about this. And so it turns out I, it was his brother who I had been talking to so much. And this is where I feel terribly because I did not remember his name at all. In fact, I thought I would remember his name. And so that's why I, I was so insistent that I'm like, no, it was you. <laughs> um, but listen, like you make a good point. Like I've been single for 10 years and I don't know. I've, I used to keep a list of people I went on dates with mm-hmm. and um, I've talked about this on the podcast before. So it's not for any sense of like, I need to like the list of who I slept with, like the people so I could remember who I went mm-hmm. on dates with. Mm-hmm. It literally, I'm going to be honest. I had it so I could show my friend Scott because he was giving me shit that I was not getting out there, quote unquote, enough. Uh, so I literally made this list to be like, look at all the people I freaking went out with. But when I would look back on it and I kept it for, I want to say about three, three years, I could, it would just say like Rob or Dennis. And I was like, who the fuck is Dennis? Mm-hmm. Cause some of these guys were just like one-offs, you know? Yeah, yeah, so totally. then I started renaming them as like, <laughs> Um, ice cream dude, asshole, you know, Mm, or like mm -hmm. axe throwing, like think, no, that what the date was like, what we did on the date. Uh Um, but I, there's totally, totally valid that I could potentially come up with someone again, you know, and God help me five years or something where, you know, we, we, I hope that my subconscious remembers them, but I guess, Mm -hmm. You know, you bring up a good point. If you're on the apps long enough, like how many people are really on them? There's going to be recycling. Sure. I'm thinking. Yeah. I, I'm less concerned when like somebody just like, quote unquote, likes me on an app. Because that I, I definitely saw that happen, too. I was like, dude, we had we had like lunch at Fred's. Like, how do you not remember this? You know, and yes. Or but, I've said like, hey, we had this conversation before. Like, and you know what? When I've called them out. De- like unmatch delete they stop talking to me it's crazy to me i'm like hi we actually matched before we talked for a while silence they disappear 
So oh, I'm I mean, like the total opposite. I just am like, let's see how long I can take this. Obviously, but why? And it, like, I, it has never. I just think it's funny because like I, I was so convinced I was right about Eric that I was like, no, I know we, you know, we went out, and that was also sketchy because he kept like changing his age and changing his height and changing his location. I was like, I mean, it's, that's some parent trap shit right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where they're like, hey, I don't want to go out with her. You go out with her. <laughs> See if she can I tell the difference. I'm like, I'm like, do you guys like the same kind of woman? And he's like, yeah, we actually tend to be attracted to the same type. I was like, this is unreal. That's, that's the plot of every fucking Channel 11 movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just find I just found it really funny because when I was like, OK, let me see what, what dating is like during a pandemic. I. I, I thought, oh, great. None, none it's of the same people. 10 people over and over again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's comical. Yeah. I, like I said, I've, I've been hit up by the same people again. But, yeah, it, it is insulting when someone doesn't remember you because, I mean, forget the male ego, just egos of us in general. Like, we all want to feel like we bring something special to the, to oh, the table. Sure. And oh, that yeah. we're uniquely desired, So, you know, when someone confronts you with the fact that you are forgettable, as you say, or that they actually met you and they have no recollection of it, or they talk to you and don't remember, like, it is insulting Mm -hmm. and it's embarrassing. You're like, God, I'm just one of, what, millions of women in New York? I'm just, I just blend into the tapestry here. You're Mm -hmm. just, which I feel all the time because I'm getting the same messages from people Mm -hmm. and... Like that, hey, how are you rut that we can't get out of or like, how is your day kind of thing? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like no one brings intentionality or specificity or uniqueness to any of their matches because there's this approach of like, well, I'm just going to scatter a lot of seeds and see who picks them up and then maybe see if I want to invest my time, Mm -hmm. which is not the way that I want to be dating. No, no. I mean, I... And I, I have certainly gotten plenty of messages that, that are, you know, quote unquote, like lazy like that. But yeah. I, I also have gotten messages that are more thoughtful um, where they have, it's obvious that they've read <laughs> something because I try to put interesting things in there. Like I make ice cream cakes. I drove the Wienermobile, you know, those are like for the right person, um, like, I, I want somebody who loves me for the fact that I drove the Wienermobile because I feel like that job tells you so much about me. <laughs> it makes you an extremely interesting person. And someone that well, doesn't you. comment on that, honestly, does not has not actually read it is really what it is. Oh, sure. Yeah. Most of the time. They, yeah. I think a lot of, uh, you know, like I'm I'm a writer. I'm a storyteller. I'm a word person. So I actually will read a profile before I look through the pictures because I'm like, Maybe they don't have the best pictures, so like just like read what they wrote about themselves to get a sense of them before you you know before you like make any assumptions. Now on the flip side, if you don't write anything ab- anything, then I'm I automatically pass. Swipe left. I'm the same, and I'm finding talking to women on this podcast that is universal without with like throughout women's experiences like women in general but I'm making an assumption I'm making a generalization based on people I've talked to are turned on by intellectualism Mm -hmm. by expressions of emotion and Mm -hmm. by uh, by words you know by complete Mm -hmm. sentences (laughs) not just whereas guys tend to be more visual so guys can just sort of like swipe right on a photo Mm -hmm. whereas I I have it's my experience and what I've heard from other guests is that we tend to read the profiles. So the converse side of that is that we tend to have very interesting, thought out, comical, witty profiles that we spend a lot of time putting thought into that -hmm. nobody reads because Mm -hmm. the guys are just like, you look hot in that photo. Mm -hmm. My, my love language is words of affirmation. Totally. I, if somebody's writing me something thoughtful and nice, like the guy I dated last summer, like that was, I was like, oh, that is absolutely intriguing to me. And it's fun if you have witty banter. Mm -hmm. So I think that's like so attractive. You know, it's interesting now that we're talking about this is that I'm wondering if part of the reason I, um, I haven't been very, 
um, memorable, perhaps, like on these in-person dates is I've been on many dates where I feel like I'm asking a lot of questions and I'm doing a ton of listening. A, because I'm genuinely curious. Mm-hmm. And B, because sometimes they don't ask questions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I don't like, you know, dead air. That makes me uncomfortable. So I want to keep this conversation going. Um, so that was a little bit of a light bulb just now because I was like, maybe that's why they don't remember you is because you actually didn't contribute very much to the conversation because I had this impression that like you should always be interested, not interesting. A a lot of people talk about how you should be asking questions about the other person Mm -hmm. more than you're talking about yourself. Mm -hmm. But but both people should be doing that and then it ends up being a balanced conversation. Right. Right, exactly. And, and, and when I don't even get that in like a, a text, like these chats that you have on the app, then if I'm the one, who, if it feels very one-sided, if I'm Oh, so much em- emotional labor on women's part to be like always in, instigating the conversation, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when somebody asks questions back or, oh, this seems interesting, tell me more about this or, you know, and it, it just feels like this is a human being talking to another human being. And if you can't even like have that initial dialogue, then like on a text message or like in a chat, like then there's, how could you possibly translate that to real life? I think about that all the time. Yes. Like if we can't have a a conversation to begin, I mean, this is extreme, but like how, how are we going to have a lifetime of conversations? Of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I don't remember who said this to me, but they're like, you ask a lot of questions. And I I don't think it was on a date, but I really genuinely care about people. I ask so many questions. You're curious about people. Yeah. 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 But I think sometimes people, maybe if they're like the focus, like if you keep like, I'm not, I'm not asking you questions to deflect from me talking at all. I really am doing it from a genuine place, but sometimes people think that. Like, I know, actually, the the guy I used to call the love of my life from, like, so long ago, he would always ask me so many questions. We had wonderful conversations. But then if I asked him something that was maybe a little bit more vulnerable, he would flip it. Mm. And so I was like, oh, he doesn't want to get, I mean, we were, like, in our early 20s. But, like, but I was like, but even we actually, like, saw each other, I don't know, it was, like, 10 years ago or something. And I was like, oh, my God, he's still still the same way. (sighs) amazing yeah so there's like but so it's an interesting um i guess dynamic yeah yeah um before we go over to jason just Mm -hmm. because you're a storyteller Mm -hmm. i know you have to have a really juicy yummy horror dating story for me let me think about this Nothing comes to mind as like a really like a like a bad date, like a crazy bad date. (sighs) Like uh, one of my craziest dates, this guy, I didn't know this at the time because I'm naive, but he was on speed. Oh, Um, God. And I explained his behavior to other people and they ID'd it. Mm -hmm. And he was just really manic and kept Mm. like he would ask me questions and then he would interrupt me. So he'd be like, what did you do today? And I would say, oh, you know, um, I went to work. And what do you do? I'm a tour guide. And that's really cool. Like, so, yeah, I went to Central Park and we went to the West Village. And he's like, I really like your necklace. And I was like, okay, thank you. Thank you. And he's like, tell me the story of your necklace. And I was like, oh, um, I don't know. I think I got this in Mexico or something. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry, tell me about your tour. And then I'd be like, yeah, yeah. And then after um, Greenwich Village, we went to, and he'd be like, I've, I'm sorry, I really like your bracelet too. Did I say that? And I was like, no, no, that's cool. Thank you. Thank you. And he was like, yeah. Did you get them at the same time? And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, and he's like, sorry, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. You know? So mm-hmm. it was a lot of that energy. And then mm-hmm. um, every time he would do one of these interjections, that, and they were always about what he was seeing. I like your necklace. I like your shirt. I like your bracelet. I like your hair today. He would touch me 
like just, you know, fingertips on the thigh or something like that. But it was just like all these crazy interjections and I was starting to feel really uncomfortable and he would just, and then he was like, I have to go to the bathroom and he would get up and go. And I was like, something is weird. I'm going to go. And I met my friend Scott or actually I texted him and was like, um, can we meet for dinner? I need to get out of this date. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Just tell him that you're, you're going on this, uh, going to meet me for dinner. And, um, and so we got back from the bathroom and I was like, hey, I just looked at the time. I'm so sorry. I'm meeting my friend Scott for dinner. And, um, you know, I have to leave because it's in Manhattan. We were in Brooklyn. And mm-hmm. he was just like, you're leaving? And I was like, yeah, yeah. I just made, you know, another plan tonight. He's like, I put the whole night aside for you. And I was like, oh, I'm really sorry. It's just a first date. I just wanted to meet you. And he was just like, it was really extreme reaction. Mm-hmm. And I finally, you know, I was like looking at the bartender being like, help a girl out. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. finally I extricated myself and he was like, he was like, hey, before you go, do you want to just like come back to my apartment for like a glass of water? water. <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> like it's so obvious to me what was happening. And he was like mm-hmm. becoming more desperate every few minutes. And I finally I just remember I left the bar and he comes out behind me and he says, I can't believe you're not even going to go home with me. Oh, my God. Just screams it. <laughs> and I was like, bye. Bye. So oh nice to meet you crazy crazy fucking date and when i explained when i talked about this with other people they were like oh he was a hundred percent i thought he was just weird yeah yeah and quirky and people were like no he's like a hundred percent on drugs oh, i was God. like yeah he they um he kept licking his lips and i thought that was some perverse kind of sexual mm. innuendo and they were like no no it's a totally like a mm. speed thing oh interesting um you did just remind me of something okay um, yes um so this guy actually jade uh, so it goes back a while. This is what, obviously, like, it took me a bit to think of it. Um, he, so I was, like, on my laptop, and he, I found it highly amusing that he was on J-Day, and he was, like, a dead ringer for Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And so I, like, you know, read through his profile. We chatted a bit. He lived, he just moved from Israel, and um so he was living in philly at the time but he was moving to new york so we had had several um phone conversations and i was like oh i kind of like his accent and he was really nice and this was 2004 because this is when i was training for the marathon and so i tell him about my runs he would call me in the morning and like check in on my like how's your run go he's like you're late i'm like dude, I'm not, I'm not a strong runner and like, relax, you know? And, uh, and I'm like, you're not my coach, (laughs) but he would always want to check in. This is before we'd even met. So finally decided we're going to meet for dinner in the, in the East village. And he wanted to meet at six o'clock and I was like, it's kind of early, but fine. And, um, you know, he, I, I wound up picking some Italian place cause he was, you know, he had just moved from Israel. He was living in Philly, whatever. And, um, I get there, sit down and uh, they bring out the menus. I'm like looking it over. And then I go to order and he doesn't order anything. <laughs> I was like, um, how come you're not eating? And he said, oh, I don't eat after 6 p.m. I was like, <laughs> why did you invite me to dinner? And so they bring out the food and I was like, you don't even want to drink or anything. He's like, no. So I'm sitting there eating by myself. Oh, my God. And I eat the whole thing. And he's like, wow, you can put away a lot of food. I was like, <gasps> yeah. I was like, I'm training for a marathon, fuckface. And so I didn't say that, but I was like, yeah, oh, you had. know I'm training for a marathon. So we leave. He's got this big gift bag with him, which somehow I didn't notice initially. And, um, and he's like, oh, I brought you some presents. And I was like, oh, okay. okay. So... He hands me this huge bag of all these presents and I pull out um, this pair of bobby socks and they've got like light pink checkers on them. And I was like, oh, thanks. And then I pull out like another pair and they're like blue checkered bobby socks. There are 13 pairs of bobby (laughs) socks in this bag. Then I there is like a purple candle and a red candle. And he's like, these are your favorite colors. I was like, Oh, that's, that's very sweet that you listened and remembered. And, um, there Uh were like a children's fairy princess book. And then there were two, 
uninflated mylar balloons that said, you're so special. And I was like, if I were really special, you would have put helium in these. <laughs> and I'm like, what is all of this? And he's like, I got it at work. And he had told me he had worked in retail before he was, you know, moving to New York. And then I find out he worked at the 99 cent store. And so he had gotten all these presents for me, which were very thoughtful from the 99 cent store. Like the clearance rack. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, did you get the employee discount? You know, cause I'm like, <laughs> you know, I was like, cause they were 40 cents each. Yeah. And so it was so sweet. And then there was like a vase in there for us, like that would hold a single flower. And then he walks me to the subway and then he stops at like a bodega and he buys me a single rose and he's like, this is for the vase. And then he's like, will you be my girlfriend? And I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, oh my God. And I was like, oh, you know, you're really sweet, but I don't think so. And um, obviously, like, let him down, you know, gently. And then like, oh, yeah. years later, I saw him in my neighborhood. <laughs> years um, later, he hit you up on an app. And he was like, <laughs> hey, And I was like, let me see how long I can push this. <laughs> see how long I can milk this. That's bananas i i mean good call i don't think i would go on a second date with the non-eater myself yeah, the non-eater re- over gifter <laughs> yeah i mean i appreciate i was like oh he's really making a valiant effort this is actually quite sweet but i really was I, like it's i just weird. knew when when i saw him you know and um yeah I, I i did feel badly but i was happy when i saw him because he was walking with this woman who was clearly more more religious than i was just based on her garb and um and they were pushing a baby stroller. So I'm like, I guess he got married and he found his person. And, you know, and so I was, I was genuinely happy for him. And then I was like, you know, I wonder what won her over. <laughs> you were- I was like, I bet you put helium in her balloons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Jason, <laughs> I know you've been patiently yeah. listening to everything we're talking about. Including that crazy date story. Mm-hmm. And I hope you have thoughts. Oh, do I have thought? Are you oh, kidding? do you? First of all, wait, <laughs> tell me what you think of that crazy date. Like, did we? Did Robin misjudge that person? Uh, no, I, I, no, I don't. I don't think so. I think, um, you know, it's there's. I feel like a lot of in a lot of situations there are tells that we don't know are tells until we get to know a person or until we yes. meet them in person. There's there's all kinds of. Um, ways that people sort of may may or may not give you hints as to the kind of person they are and then you don't find out until it's too late uh, totally. like what, what is that saying i think it was something like you don't uh, you don't know crazy until you until it's too late or something yeah. like that uh-huh. <laughs> like, so yeah yeah i yeah that's honestly it was it was the, the weird gift is like okay maybe just people have bad taste but it's it was the not eating after six for me and that he watched you eat an entire meal and didn't have a single... Like, that's just some borderline fetish for me. Even the last thing Robin said is, like, that's what I mean about tells and not having tells. Now, the, it's reliant on everyone being good communicators, which most people are not. But um, actually, I think what's particularly funny is that I, I think I have a story that's almost the inverse of what Robinson's experience is like meeting someone over and over again and them not knowing. I tend not, I tend not to talk too much about the story because I realized it made a great story on stage. The quick version of it is I had phone sex with a complete stranger once. Um, I'll do the truncated version. So uh, some things you should know that is the other side of online dating and probably addresses the whole shotgun approach that a lot of women feel like they get. Um, And I'm not saying this is, an excuse for it or anything like that. But one of the things that men have to learn is that you may have to reach out to a number of women and women have substantiated this for really good reasons. Sometimes uh, a non-response is the answer. That's your rejection. Mm -hmm. Like, because as I've heard my female friends say, you know, sometimes saying no, thank you is received the wrong way. So sometimes it's just better not to say anything. So, so from the male point of view to speak, incredibly heteronormative (laughs) from the male point of view, what you have to do is you put a lot of messages out there and you just kind of have to wait for them to come back. Because if you did one at a time waiting for someone to respond, you'd never get a response for a no. Right. So, so 
this was 2010, I think it was, because uh, I was training for I was training for triathlon at the time. So I had I was in fairly good shape, and I had a few irons in the fire. You know, you sent a message to this person, or you got a phone number from that person. So it's a couple of them, and you're trying to see what's going to turn into an actual dating in person sort of situation. Um, I got a call. Um, set this up a little bit. Um, I this was when I had a landline, and I did not have a caller ID on the phone. So I got a call from someone and she said, Hey, how you doing? And like a sexy voice. And I was like, I'm doing fine. Oh. And my take was, I'm not going to be stupid and assume who this is. I'll just talk for a little while. And eventually it should become obvious who I'm talking. <laughs> okay. And so she starts by talking about like how she was running and prospect park. And I was like, okay, she lives in Brooklyn. And, uh, and like oh and i was thinking about you and i was like and these guys were checking me out and it kind of turned me on and i thought about you and i was like oh that's really hot well i was you know i was just running too and i'm thinking about you and and long story short <laughs> this descended into the raunchiest nastiest online phone sex i have ever had in my life we were <laughs> I was smacking stuff and she was licking stuff <laughs> and we were like, Oh, I'm going to do this. And Oh, daddy do oh that. God. And it was, it was, and I was like, and I still had no idea who this was. Oh dear. <laughs> and Isn't so it better that way, honestly. Yeah. I, so, so things actually happened <laughs> uh-huh. and to end the call. And she was like, Ooh, I got to take a shower. Yeah. I'll catch up with you later. And I was like, yeah, me too. I'm, exhausted i'll catch you later <laughs> didn't think of star 69ing at the time somebody else i think actually what happened is someone called me afterwards and it oh, no. can- cancels it out but i didn't think about it because i figured i'll figure out who this is later um then started to try to play slight detective and like email this person like hey it was great talking to you on the phone we didn't, <laughs> we didn't talk on the phone earlier oh. um uh, hey um did we no i haven't i, I haven't <laughs> heard from you since friday Asked all of my friends. Does the word banana mean anything to you? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And to this day, I still have no idea who it was. And, um, and, and I was thinking it was like kind of the opposite where it's like, it, instead of running into someone over and over again, uh, apparently I've had sex with a stranger. Um, so. Love it. I think that's the hottest love story I've ever heard. Honestly, <laughs> because where do you go from there? You know, yeah. you guys, got what you needed from each other it was but, it was better than a one night stand you didn't however over. the the downside to this is that someone there is a woman somewhere in this city who thought she was talking to her boyfriend her husband whatever and she had the embarrassing moment later on of being like hey that was really hot honey and he i'm going what the hell are you talking about <laughs> oh wait i thought i thought this was like someone you had given your number to no on a dating app no this was an absolute random call. And, but like, wait a yes and that, you know, I would have been like, <laughs> I, I yes. been like is this Verizon? You know, like, but you just dove in. Yeah, I I've been that. improvising for a very long time. I thought, I thought I'd be supportive. I also appreciate that you just like had time to just stop and have sunset. I wasn't like, oh, I have to run out and go to my meeting or, you know, I was in the middle of, of answering some emails. You know, you were just like, no, nope, I'm, I'm going to do this right now. Well, you take you take the cue, you know, if, if someone starts talking sexy to you on the phone. If I got a random phone call and with someone being like, let's have phone sex, I would be like, can you call me back in 45 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the middle of something. <laughs> well, let's face it. That's also a very different dynamic if someone calls you. That's the difference between men and women. Exactly. Um, but have you ever, like, aside from this crazy ass phone sex story, which I so appreciate, have you ever like gone on a date with someone and then rematched with them after some time has passed, whether or not you've like forgotten them or intentionally have reached out again a second time. Let me just say this in the start of this is like, I find it incredibly weird having known Robin for all these years. Maybe it's because I do know her. I think it's bizarre that someone wouldn't remember her because she has such a great personality. And the, I, like I just, it's, it's odd to me that these yeah. guys were, and probably dodged a bullet there a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that, I, have, I hate to be a dick, but like, is that a dude thing? Like, is that something that guys are I'm, apt to do? 
I, there's a, <laughs> I could go on for a really long time about this. Go off. Get it out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, there's, as I mentioned before, I think one of the things that happens with online dating is that men, I think um, it's too easy to get caught up in the, the mishaps of gender roles and the way we do things and not understanding that we're communicating with complete strangers when we're dating. And, mm -hmm. and I think that's a fundamental, that falls into a larger philosophy I have with like how we're now, we're suddenly doing something with this amazing and high-end technology that we don't have any social rules for. And totally. men and women are incredibly siloed in how they talk about relationships. So what you have is you have men over here thinking they're doing something that women are going to want and they're doing it like gift giving. Like, you know, that thing where you give someone a gift that's really represents something you want. Yes. That is what men are doing. By the way, that's why you get dick pics is because men, men are exhibiting behavior of what they would expect from women. So, which is dumb. There's no reason for them to do that. <laughs> like it's, it's, it doesn't make any sense, but because we're incredibly siloed, what you have is, these men just perpetuating over and over and over and over these terrible, terrible behaviors. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of the reasons why you get to pick is because some people are just narcissists and just ter terrible guys. But one of the other things I have heard about New York City is that, and it's particularly a characteristic of this place, is that there, there's the perception that there are so many options that mm -hmm. it makes it so that a lot of men don't readily commit because they're always waiting for something better. Yes. Um, which you're, you're never going to hear a guy actually say that out loud unless he's obnoxious, in which case you probably shouldn't be on a date with him in the first place. But <laughs> but I it is it, it, it I, I, I think of it in terms of like I I've been online dating since like 1998. Um, but I like to think of online dating as you get you get a pattern, a cyclical pattern of what what's I call sort of bad behavior because of the two sides not understanding how the other sides communicate. Like, for example, the thing I said before, where like men don't know that a lot of women will just not, will cease to communicate with you if they're not interested or just not, because they don't understand that women, there can be serious repercussions to a woman refusing a man. Uh, some serious and some not so serious. Some like, I've been told many times that women are like, I've tried to politely say no thank you, and a man will say, well, why not? And you're like, mm, mm -hmm. I, I don't I don't want to get into that conversation. I'm just not interested. Isn't that enough? Yeah, so yeah. there and that and that's that's barely surface level of all the actual in-person situ situations where women are not don't feel safe just simply saying I'm not interested. So it plays itself out online. And what happens is, is that guys don't. It's not registering to them that that's how women are sometimes communicating. So you get these weird circles of like people just doing things that where they're just missing each other. Um, so I don't know if that's like way too much. I'm trying, I'm trying it's not, not to way too much. It's actually exceptionally insightful, but that's like one of the reasons I, I set up the podcast in this way. I was like, it's not enough for women to just be getting together and uh, voicing their experiences and their opinions and frustrations about what's happening in their dating lives. Like, why aren't we talking to the other side and being like, well, this is how we perceive things. How are you perceiving things? Like, why is there so much miscommunication and misunderstanding that's happening in the online dating world right now? And I think you 100% nailed it just in terms of I love that idea of like gifting someone the thing that you want. It goes back to ex exactly what Robin and I were just saying in the way that like women will write out profiles with a lot of really witty things and photos of them in different circumstances. And Like, this is the kind of profile that I would like to see. Whereas men are, 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 are just doing simple profiles because they're like, I don't really need that much info at the beginning. Let's just connect and meet, mm -hmm. you know? So it's this, you're right, totally cyclical problem of mm -hmm. uh, us trying to give each other the thing that we want, but mm -hmm. working in opposition to each other almost. Yeah, I mean, it's like the I was on that. What was the morning talk show that I ended up on? I was oh, on the Today Show. I was on the. I ended up on the yeah. Today Show, and we talked about dating uh, for Gen Xers. And the only comment that really made it, which is the one I often say to men about dating, if you are interested in dating a woman, when you set up a profile online, show it to a woman who is your friend. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I would think 
No, what? it's not. It's absolutely not obvious because part of that is vulnerability as a man. Oh. That's you say, this is, I'm trying to put myself out there. And the mm -hmm. numbers of reasons why men decide to get online to online date, you know, and especially in our generation, it's, you know, you're divorced and you don't know what you're doing. And so you have to show this vulnerability to your friend. You have to pick a picture where now you have to look at yourself and, you know, <laughs> so there's all these things that you don't think. And and I tell you, one of the things that guys don't know, and you tell me if I'm wrong about this, that I think it's guys don't understand when people that not everyone will get the jokes that you tell your friends. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've seen men's profile where it's like I, I even did it early on where I made some stupid joke. And it's like, that's funny if you know me, but you right, don't know right. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you have no context for this joke. And now I just look like an asshole. Yes. <laughs> where i've seen like weird t-shirts or sometimes mm -hmm. like why would you waste an entire dating profile if you get four or five of them of just um a meme i've yeah. seen that a couple oh dear god yes like, everybody's uh, guilty of that it's just a waste of paper <laughs> why would you use like why would you use that for your dating well, profile another one on the other side is that and i i could be wrong about this but i think it's one that i tuned in on i think that a lot of women tend to use photos in which they're having a good time. Like you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're representing a memory of yourself. Unfortunately, this leads to a lot of uh, bridal photos, a lot of like a lot of me and my best friend. And honestly, I don't really want to see a picture of your family and, and, and I haven't met you yet. <laughs> it's mm. like, this is about you. You should be representing you. And because that experience that you have has zero context for me. Again, you're a stranger. You're representing yourself. So do you end up feeling a little bit like of an outsider, like you're not included in that experience that they had? No, I just think it, I think it, I think it show, I think it sort of softens the focus of what you're trying to represent. The, remember this, the, first and foremost, when we sign up for a dating website, we are creating an avatar of ourselves. That's right. what we're trying to do. And the yes. idea is it's an avatar that should represent who you are. Now, if if the, if it's you and three of your drinking buddies, and even though it looks like you guys are having a great time, if it's the first photo I've seen of you, I don't know which one you are. Well, that's a whole different dilemma, you know, but I, <laughs> but I do think there should be at least one of you given showing you in some context, because not for nothing, you need to know that this person does have friends. It seems weird to say, but like a lot of people are loners and maybe spent you know a lot of time and i want to see okay you've got three friends so when i say like i'm gonna go do something with my girlfriends on friday night you're good you know what i mean that's the info i get from that you want to know something interesting about that you yes. you just represented the thing i was just talking about a thing that you want to see you want to oh see God, that they they have did it. <laughs> exactly because as a man oh i want to see what you look like I want to see you. Right, right. I mean, it's, it's nice to see if you have, I'm not going to say, I'd, I mean, like, if there's one photo of you drinking with your friends at, at, I don't know, beer fest or something like that, that's fine if that's later because I've already seen what you look like, but I want to see what you look like. I'm going to um, challenge you both. This is a 2021 challenge. Interesting. Jason, are you in New York right now? Yes. Okay. Do you, if you both of you guys feel comfortable, I'm going to challenge you to get together for some outdoor socially distanced date, a walk or a brunch or get a coffee or whatever. And I want you guys to look at each other's dating profiles. And then here's the challenge. You have to adjust them based on what the other person says <laughs> just for a month and see what happens. Are you Wait, open we have to, to it? We have to do this to each other or just do it. To so you're person? Jason, you're going to show Robin your dating profile. Okay. And Robin's going to say, I don't like that photo photo of you. I'd love to see a photo of you cycling or I don't like this comment. Mm. I think you should um, talk about your job instead. I don't know, whatever. Whatever Robin suggests, you have to make those changes and vice versa. Just for 30, 30 days a month as, a, as an experiment in what we're talking about. Are you open to it? Yes, except that I'm not in New York at the moment. <laughs> I love that I asked Jason if he's in New York. I just do. I, I'm sure I've said this to you before, Jason. Like, you have this, I don't know if it's like a roll neck sweater. It's like a really pretty kind of lightish blue. I'm like, you look so good in that color. <laughs> I, I'm like, make sure there's a book of you in that. Um, All right, but you, know. and you have no, to I'm, report I'm back. Totally, this totally is open. just a hashtag single show, social experiment I about great. 
the way that we create our own profiles. I'm very excited to see what happens. So am I. This is my I'm first probably, official challenge. I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally up for it. Well, I guess like sometimes with some of the profiles I've read, this also, this is an immediate turnoff where it's like, what do they say? Like work hard, play hard. I'm like, Ugh. Uh, school of um, hard knocks. Looking yeah. for someone to be my uh, adventure buddy or what do they say? Like, no, no, a travel buddy. Travel buddy. Travel Which buddy. Looking. I, no, no, no. My, um, oh my God. Why is it leaving my brain? um what's that cliche that bonnie and clyde cliche um, oh i know one partner in crime i will seriously <laughs> i will seriously crime. not match you if you that's why i said bonnie crime. and clyde yes yeah. that was it my partner in crime. yes yeah like when you get to a higher level you you there are actually coaches out there who mm -hmm. get paid to make your profile for you which i think is wild but, but, um, and God bless them for making money. I'm not trying to harsh on anybody's business, but there's, there comes a point where it's like, are you, are you representing yourself? I love, people love to put themselves in, in far flung locations, which if you travel all the time, Hey, that's cool. I'm not looking to meet someone to go to Machu Picchu with. I hear I'm just what you're saying. Not. I hear what you're saying. I'm yeah. just not. And that's fascinating, but. I'll just take, I'm just going to take a selfie of me sitting here recording this podcast and then I'll terrify everybody. No, that'll be great. You I think that's awesome. Have me talk about your date. Uh, <laughs> I think that's awesome. To, to the public. You guys, it's been a wonderful conversation with you. Jason, thank you so much for your insights on this. And I, I'm truly excited to see where this um, social experiment, this hashtag yeah. social, <laughs> social experiment goes. So please let us know. Um, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on at hashtag single pod over on Instagram. We're having all sorts of fun, single conversations. Uh, and if you liked this episode, please, uh, send it over to a friend who you think might enjoy it. Uh, or to somebody who may have gone on a date with me and doesn't remember. Please. If, if anyone knows who Robin has been dating in the past five years, please let us know. Or if you had <laughs> sex with me on the phone in 2010. If you are the woman that had sex with Please DM us so we can fix this. Oh my God. Amazing. Uh, alternately, if you're open to that, it sounds like Jason is the kind of person that would. PSA. PSA. Uh, anyway, guys, thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time.